Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 933. Don't give up. If you're working hard at anything, you could go down uh, a row of doors, keep knocking, keep knocking, but eventually one will open up. So don't limit yourself. Always put yourself out there, network and, and market yourself more or less. Uh, that's that's probably the biggest thing, knowing people more than knowing what knowledge you have. So I'd probably say just, just work hard, network, and, and, and things will work out. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am a revved up and so excited to introduce today's a very special guest, a Jonathan Kodak. Hey, Jonathan, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yeah, I'm ready for today. All right. Jonathan Kodak is a young race car driver who's been competing in carts on a national and international level for years. He drives for teams including Ocala Grand Prix and Top Kart USA. And this year, he made the jump to F1600 Pro Series and SCCA Majors, representing Team Pelfrey and GapGuard. Jonathan was selected as a Team USA scholarship recipient, allowing him to compete in England at the Formula Ford Festival at Brands Hatch and in the Walter Hayes Trophy at Silverstone. With the support of Mazda, Honda, Safe as Fast, Mocket, and Cooper Tires, Jonathan is on his way. He's tested a USF 2000 car before heading to Phoenix for the Mazda Road to Indy on a $200,000 scholarship, and his goal is to race in the Verizon Indy Car Series. So, Jonathan, I've told our listeners just a little bit about your racing career. Would you take a moment, share a little bit more about your racing and a very obvious passion for driving cars really fast? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, I got started a little bit later than most kids uh, at 15. Started doing karting with me and my dad, just a little car and a little trailer, go to the local track, and then actually started to work our way up there, then got picked up through sponsors, then actually started to drive on a national level, international level, and then this year actually had the opportunity to to race in the F1600 series, which is Formula Ford, which has the, the Honda engine power plant, yep. and got to race uh, series all across the U.S., which is great, like Indianapolis, VAR, uh, Mid-Ohio, all these really famous tracks. And then actually later on this year was selected as a Team USA recipient where I actually was able to go over to England for a month and, and drive at Brands and at Silverstone, and also did a lot of testing at Donington, Alton Park. Uh, just really great opportunity. Now have the opportunity to go to Phoenix next week to do the Mazda Road to Indy Scholarship, which would would help out for uh, next year. So going to compete against 17 drivers from all around the world, Mazda selected. So really, really great opportunity there. Oh, absolutely fantastic! What fun! Now, how old are you, Jonathan? I'm 23. 23. Okay, so young man on his way to a racing career. It's so much fun. And the day that we're recording this show is my 917th guest, and it's a guy that you might know of. His name's Derek Bell. Of course, very famous uh, endurance road racing sports car champion, five-time Le Mans winner. I mean, a guy that's been there and done that uh, from England. Must have been fun for you to go over to England and race on those uh, iconic tracks. Oh, so amazing, especially Silverstone, where there's so much history with Formula One. It was just so cool getting getting to hit the track, especially getting out on the wet too. That was that was quite fun. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, that's where that's where you really learn to drive for sure. Well, as we continue on your journey, 
I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of a saying that has special meaning for you and your success. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tire smoking here on Cars Yeah. So, Jonathan, take the wheel. Uh, for me, uh, just a quote that people always use is just like, work hard, play hard. So the harder you work, that'll give you the opportunities to, to work and, and play later on. So definitely that's something I always follow, no matter if I'm driving or, or working, just making sure put everything into it and then later down the road everything will come full circle and, and then you can enjoy enjoy the fruits of your labor uh, no doubt and uh, choosing a career as a race car driver uh, certainly has a few challenges and uh, dangers included and all sorts of things but remembering to take a moment to have fun with what you're doing i think is the best lesson that you shared with us there because uh to go through life uh, without taking a moment and breathing and realizing how grateful you are for what you're doing is no way to mm-hmm. go through life. I would love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for racing. Now, you talked about uh, jumping in a truck and a trailer with your dad with a cart when you were a kid. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realize that, you know what, I'm going to be a race car driver? Yeah, one thing, too, with, with me and my dad, we'd have a little Mazda Miata with a little open trailer. We'd drive through the night, like Thursday night when my dad would get off work, drive up to Wisconsin from Florida, and then make it just in time for, for practice Friday morning. Oh, my and gosh. These, these, <laughs> these big 53-foot trucks with awnings and all these different drivers and carts, and we'd pull up in this little open trailer with no <laughs> pop-up or air tank or anything. So going to the national races, it was kind of like a eye-opening moment. It's like, man, Dad, you think we really can compete against these guys? And yeah. Just, yeah, I think we can do it. And then – uh Next thing you know, got uh, race wins and national championships. So that that was really the moment like, hey, this can something that I can make happen. You painted a picture there that is really, really cool because I used to race vintage cars and you would show up at these events and some of the folks would have these rigs and these setups and teams. And, you know, I had a, a little car and a little trailer and my Lotus 18 and I kind of felt like, what am I doing here? You know, I'm an imposter, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but for you starting out in karting and to, to see that kind of thing. But you obviously have a very special father who inspires you to say, you know what, you can do this no matter what. We don't need all that fancy stuff. But I love the fact you drive all night in a Miata yeah. and show. I mean, that is absolutely spectacular. So I know you you know how fortunate you are to have the father you have. Well, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. You're still a young man, but you've been through an awful lot in these formative years of uh, experiencing racing. And no doubt, there's some challenges and even big failures that you've come across. So take us to one of those times, walk us through it, but tell us how that experience helped you learn and grow and gain even more momentum as you advanced in your racing career. Uh, One thing that a lot of people don't know that actually have a four-year degree in marketing from UCF. So really the toughest thing was going to school full-time, having to make sure I went to class and still be able to go race on the weekend. So really making sure during that, that time of college was, hey, what can I do to really sell myself to help get sponsors and really promote myself as an individual as well? So decided to go with marketing. So kind of using the marketing from, from the schooling to kind of tailor and, hey, here's what I could help you with if, if you help me. So really putting in those hard, long hours to make sure – I got through school within four years and then now kind of using what I learned from school and applying it to the racing. But uh, yeah, really just putting in the hard work, really sacrificing a lot, and then it's paying off. Well, Jonathan, uh, you just moved up a few more notches as if you're not already high on my bar here. But for a young man that that did that, because uh, my goodness, I mean, a four-year degree in a college that requires 
a lot of effort, dedication, and hard work, I know, because I put both my kids through college. I know how hard they work to get those degrees and study and all the time it took. But to race, in addition to that, how uh, share with our listeners, because some people listen to these stories and they go, well, gosh, you must have been privileged or there's something going on here. How could you do that? So share with our listeners, how did you balance that? And it's not even work play because college is work and racing is work. So how did you balance work work? How, how did you change from that weekly study to weekend racing back to weekly study and stay focused? Because you got to stay focused when you're in the car or bad things mm-hmm. are going to happen, but you got to stay focused in the classroom or the professor will smack you in the back of the head with a ruler saying, <laughs> hey, Jonathan, wake up. This isn't the racetrack. So share with us some of the, the things and techniques you use to get through that difficult, hardworking time. Yeah, it was definitely tough, especially in the junior and senior years when you're in your upper level classes. But yeah, making sure you just bring the homework, put in that extra effort during the week. So then you had a lot more free time on the weekend. So you'd have to maybe stay up till one, two in the morning (laughs) at night studying. Then you got to wake up for a a 7 a.m. class to just really just work and work and work. And whether you take it in the car with you with your laptop and or your notebook or you read PowerPoints at the track or take notes. Yeah. So it is it's actually pretty tough, especially when it came to like finance and things like that, making sure you, you really understood how, how the accounting and finance worked out. Because that was uh, one one interesting thing with the degree. You actually kinda were well rounded. You took marketing, finance, business courses, things like that. Right. So it wasn't just specifically marketing. So definitely had to make sure that I studied quite a bit for the tests and then made sure that uh, I was prepared when the time came. Well, no doubt you know, a lot of, of young people go off to college and they think, party time, woohoo, I'm free from my parents, I can do whatever I want. And your story brings to light a story my daughter shared with me her first year in school. Her roommate was, uh, let's say, rather uh, loosey-goosey when it came to studying. She was always always out partying and having fun, and she came in one late one night, and my daughter was sitting there, and she said, geez, Paige, all you ever do is study. When are you going to have some fun? And my daughter mm-hmm. said, I looked at her and said, well, that's why we're here is to study and learn, not to go party all night. And, you know, that roommate of hers ended up going on academic probation and almost getting oh kicked, almost getting kicked out of school because she, you know, went a little too wild. So I think discipline, tenacity, perseverance, sounds like that's in your DNA. No doubt you learned that from your parents. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share an aha moment in your career, your racing career. One of those times when you went, this is the path I need to go down to. What was your aha moment? I'd have to say, actually, my, my first race at VAR, that was earlier this year, the first race on the F-1600 Pro Series schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were actually there with, I believe, IMSA, and that was actually pretty cool having the sports cars uh, partner with us that weekend. But yeah. yeah, first race, went out there. Fortunately, there was like a mechanical failure the first practice, so only got maybe three corners up around the hill, and then the car actually shut down. So oh no, buckled in, watching all the guys go around. I'm like, man, these guys have, have been doing cars for two, three years, like, I need to hit the track. So got back to the tent, they got the car fixed, made sure just get to it, get that 30 minute practice in later in the day. And then, uh, come qualifying the, the this following Saturday morning. I was like, man, I got to be on it. We missed practice. I'm behind on track time. I got to be on it. So did pretty decent surprisingly. And then once the race time came around, I took all that I applied from, from watching video and things like that. And actually came away with winning my, my first car race, which is, Pretty, wow! Pretty amazing. Oh yeah. In that moment, I was like man, this is this is going to be it's going to be a good year. 
Oh, what a great story. Fantastic. What a fun track, too. Uh, great place to have that achievement. Well, how about a proudest career racing moment? I would assume you've had many. I mean, James Kearney, who's been a guest on the show here, a driving coach, recommended I reach out to you. He spoke so highly of you. And when he told me of your list of accomplishments, I kind of went, whoa, holy cow. Uh, what was one most proudest moment you would share with us? Probably be actually being selected as the, the Team USA recipient just because there were so many amazing other drivers uh, a part of the program and, and just being selected to, to go and represent the United States as well as all those uh, great brands like Mazda and Honda, like, like we've mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was just an amazing moment, actually just being able to go to England and carry the country's flag. That, that, was, that was a really good feeling. No doubt. No doubt. Especially with all the competition from drivers from around the world. And in many cases, it seems like Europe and um, South America and other countries are so much more serious with their young people about racing than perhaps here in the U.S. So to be able to be a a representative of our great country, yeah, definitely must have made you feel good. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car. Now, this could be a street car. It was very special for you or the first really special race car you got into, the car that you've set in and said, oh, man, I'm here. This is it. So share that memory with us, would you? For streetcar, I actually had a 96 Jeep Grand Cherokee during high school. So I wouldn't really say that was too special of a car. That was <laughs> yeah. kind of like your, your first car, you, your yeah. little car you kind of put around go back to school. But uh, no, getting to drive the, the USF 2000 car, the, the latest one in the Mazda Road Indy, that's pretty impressive, the amount of corner speed you could drive and, and just really get down the straight with the paddle shift. It's a really, really nice car to drive. It really makes your, your eyes open. You're like, man, you're going from, say, 80 miles an hour through the corner in the F600 to like maybe like 120 with, with the arrow. So wow, it, it's definitely a great car to drive. Really physical, really fast. It's a lot of fun. Was the key difference there, the arrow, the ground effects on that car that just, I mean, that must've been pretty incredible for you the first time you went through a corner and you thought, I don't have to lift here. I mean, this is pretty, <laughs> how did I do that? How did the car, you know, trusting the car, I've got to think, and what your coach is telling you or mechanics are telling you that you can go through that corner at that speed. I mean, what was that like the first time you did that? Oh, it's like you said, it's eye opening. It's like you hold your breath and they tell you you can go flat out. So you, you have to listen to them. And yeah, going from, from the 1600 to this car, it's just, it's, it's so amazing. Like you don't think there's a limit, but there's really not. You just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, trying to get everything out of the car. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's unlike anything else. Ah, fantastic. You know, I've had many racers on the show here, and a couple that come to mind with this story, Ari Leindyke, Ari Leindyke Jr., Dominic Dobson, and Bobby Rahal, and they all talked about racing at Indy, and the first time they went out on that track, and how going through a corner, the mechanics has said, you actually have to press harder going through that corner, you don't lift, don't lift, and Mm -hmm. I remember one of them saying, every instinct in my body said lift don't press the gas down here but Mm -hmm. and and when i did lift of course i spun and that was it so the next time i just kind of like you said hold your breath and went and whoa the car did it it stayed on the track so yep oh my gosh very cool well one of these days no doubt we're going to see you on that great racetrack i have uh complete faith in that well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle or a race car maybe that you wish you'd kept that you had to let go? Uh, I wouldn't really say I have seller's remorse. I, I think uh, definitely coming in with maybe a new car, a new vehicle, and always kind of coming out with new technology, uh, I think that's a good thing. I, I, I haven't had something that I've, I've really regretted letting go of. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're a lucky guy. Someday you will, I promise you. But for now, for now, you're a lucky guy. So learn from us old guys who've let our special 
cars go. Don't let them go if there's any way, but sometimes you need the capital from that vehicle to fund the next drive. So understood. Well, I would love for you to share a little bit more about what has you really excited about coming into the new year here. We're almost into 2018. You've got a lot of really cool things coming down the line. So kind of walk us through what your plans are for 2018. What has you excited? What has you fired up? Uh, really just having the opportunity to work my way up the Moms Road to Indy Ladder. I think the, the United States offers a really great program to help push junior talent up, up into the higher ranks like IndyCar. So so Mazda offers their, their great scholarship through, uh, if you say, win the USF 2000 championship, it can help give you funding to move your way up to, into Pro Mazda and then to help get you up into Indy Lights and then actually eventually into IndyCar. So I think the, the opportunities for myself in the States is really good. So definitely going to push to work to get into USF next year. Now, looking a little further down the road, or down the track, I should say, your ultimate goal, or one of your ultimate goals, is Verizon IndyCar Series. What is it about that series that just tugs on your heart? I definitely would have to say just the how, how close it is with all the manufacturers and just the talent in the series. Coming from karting, obviously, being on, on the road courses and things like that, I definitely feel my, my skill set is in the open wheel right now. So definitely just going to push to try and get up to the high level there and then just hopefully make a career out of it there. But really keeping all doors open. Hey, if a sports car ride or a prototype ride opens up, I'll definitely pursue that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Is there an open wheel driver from the past that you really admire that you kind of look up to? Uh, I'd actually have to say the, the late Dan Weldon. He actually mm, yes. was one of the first professional drivers I, I saw around the karting track or at, at the races. And he always took time out of his day whether like a fan came up on a signature or if someone was just wanting to talk to him, it was amazing. He'd, he'd take that extra moment and really connect with, with, with who he was speaking with. And no matter if he was busy, like I said, he, he'd take the moment and really talk with you. So that's one person I really look up to. Yeah, yeah. He was a true, true amazing guy, not only talent, but a very genuine, nice person. I got to say hello to him at Indy one year. And uh, you're right, he did. I watched him and, you know, some of the other drivers are busy, focused. They don't want to take the time with the fans and it, I was amazed at how he took time and stopped, said hello, picked up little kids, put his hat on a little boy's head. I'll never forget that. You know, that little kid just beamed. So, yeah, the late, great Dan Weldon. Fantastic. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Jonathan. If you were a car or a race car, what would you be and why? I would have to say the Volkswagen WRC Polo, the one they actually uh, competed with the World Rally Championship. That car really stands out to me. Like, if I saw myself with this car... That's what I would be. Now, now, why is that? That's very interesting that you answer that question here. I would definitely just have to say, like, it's it just full of power, full of excitement. It, it just, you can have a lot of fun with it. It, it, it looks tame sitting there on the street, but, like, once you fire it up, it, it, it's a wild machine. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, it's just crazy. It's just so cool. And, you know, one of my first cars when I was a kid was a Volkswagen, so I kind of have a special place in my heart for VWs. Of course, these things are nothing like my old Carmen Ghia, that's for sure. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and some of the drivers, and I've had a few of them as guests here on the show, uh, very, very talented people uh, at the wheel of these things. I mean, these are crazy cars. I mean, the stuff they do in these cars are just absolutely fantastic. So I like that. You surprised me with that answer, Jonathan. I love it. Well, Jonathan, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal... Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Well, we're into December now and the holidays are here. And if you have an automotive enthusiast on your list that's hard to buy for, get them a Covercraft gift card. 
They can go and order anything they want from the Covercraft website. All sorts of things are there, including car covers, dash covers, seat covers, sunscreens, front-end protection, floor mats, canine covers, work truck, power sports covers. There's everything there for the automotive enthusiast to take care of their special vehicles. I've been a Covercraft user since 1975. That's right. All the way back to high school. So go to Covercraft.com, click on the gift card button, order it in any denomination you'd like. You can put it in the mail, they'll ship it for you, stick it in a stocking, and you'll make somebody very happy. That's Covercraft.com, Covercraft gift cards at Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, You'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Jonathan, we are back and we're entering the last lap. You've been in many of those on the track. The white flag is out. Time to put our foot into it. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I would have to say, don't pass on the outside. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And you know what? I'll tell you something funny about Derek Bell, my guest. His was his came from Graham Hill, famous Formula One driver. I think on the, the first Formula race that Derek was in, he let the clutch out, and the guy in front of him didn't move, and he just ran right up the back of the guy. And, oh, my gosh. And at the, the driver's meeting afterwards, he said Graham Hill came up and said, what the bloody hell were you thinking? He said, next time, don't move until the guy in front of you moves. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's kind of common sense, but... uh I would imagine he was a little bit excited. Now, how about a personal habit? Is there one that you would like to share that you think has contributed to your many successes in racing? Uh, lately, I've actually switched up my diet. I've actually more or less switched to the vegetarian. I uh, really just cutting out the meat and and the fish and things like that. So I've done that over the past three years, and definitely feel lighter on my feet. Definitely feel more agile. So I definitely feel that it's kind of helped out with being behind the wheel, just giving me that extra little step of endurance whether training or, or being behind the wheel so that's what i'd say say switch up the diet was was something big that really people don't know about yeah very cool that's very very interesting i like that very very much all part of being more healthy which of course is important in any aspect of life but especially on the track now about a resource there are lots of great resources these days is there one that you like to go to on a regular basis that you would share i would actually have to say youtube it's it's amazing what you can find like whether you do how-to videos on like how to change like the the kitchen sink or <laughs> yeah. how to like maybe <laughs> watch some on track video from from racing to maybe cooking a different meal i mean it's it's amazing what you can find on youtube and, it, and it's really great because there could be so many different people that share their experiences or stories and, and you really could kind of find what what you like 
and, and kind of what suits you. So I definitely would have to say, say YouTube is a really good resource. Oh, gosh, I love YouTube. I have learned how to fix things on my cars watching YouTube videos. I learned how to do podcasting watching YouTube videos, how to record mm-hmm. shows, how to build a website. It's absolutely a phenomenal resource. It's absolutely incredible to me. Now, if, you, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry or a racer, both living or deceased, who would that person be? Wow, that's a tough one. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of great drivers. Yeah. But, uh, man, I would, I would have to actually say uh, Michael Schumacher. Ah, yeah, uh, I feel so bad with what's happened with him. And you keep hoping one day you're going to hear that he's kind of awoken and somewhat normal again. And I think the irony that he raced for so many years and was never, well, he was hurt sometimes and broke legs and things. but And then he fall down skiing. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. tragic. So, yeah, I had the very great honor of sitting across from him at the Indianapolis racetrack when F1 was there and uh, eating lunch and got to ask him a few questions. And he was a very, very nice guy, uh, very friendly, uh, very kind and um, thoughtful. And uh, just looking into his eyes, you just wanted to like grab his brain and go, man, I want a piece of that, you know, <laughs> of all the history. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be very, very special. Uh, our hearts go out to Michael and his family. Well, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Uh, I actually don't really do too much reading, surprisingly. I, I more or less either, like I said, watch YouTube or, or things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I definitely like like uh, like Road and Track Magazine. I definitely like reading through there, seeing what's going on with the industry, what happens with races. So I'd have to actually recommend that. There you go. Okay. Well, listeners, you'll find all these great resources on Jonathan's Cars Yeah show notes page. I've created a page for Jonathan on the Cars Yeah website. Just go there, type in Jonathan Kotick, K-O-T-Y-K is his last name. You'll find links to everything he shared with us today and learn a lot more about Jonathan. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Jonathan, and this last question is a fun one. I know Christmas has passed, but uh, I'm going to be Santa Claus here today, and I'm going to bring you any cool collector car, vintage race car, Something fun to park in your garage and your paddock. Don't worry about the cost, though, buddy, because I'm going to pay for everything. So what would that vehicle be? Oh, I would have to go with the Pagani Zonda R. Oh, gosh. That's like my, my, <laughs> my little boy, like, poster car that you have on the wall. Like, that car really stands out to me. Oh, my. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, be careful what you ask for. You might get it. But uh, uh, that's going to be a little costly here. I mean... You know, I'm kind of surprised that I've had a couple people pick those cars, but the Pagani Zonda R, I mean, is such, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I mean, the, fa- the fact that they build these cars and people drive them on the street almost seems nonsensical because they really are race car. H- have you ever had the pleasure of driving one? No, I have not, but just watching just some of the onboard footage, the engineers definitely didn't hold back. They they put everything into it from the design to just the amount of horsepower and it's just an amazing car. Yeah, a monster supercar for sure. Very nice. Now, to make sure I get you the right car, what color would you like yours to be? I would have to go with nothing too flashy, maybe maybe like a white or a black or maybe a light silver. I'd probably have to go with something like that. Very nice. All right. Well, Jonathan, you've taken us on a great ride around the track today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed learning more about you and your your career and all the places you're going. I want to thank you for sharing your racing journey with me and the Cars Yow listeners. 
Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you rip off down the racetrack in the Pagani Zonda R? I probably just have to say, just don't give up. If you're working hard at anything, you could go down uh, a row of doors, keep knocking, keep knocking, but eventually one will open up. So don't limit yourself. Always put yourself out there, network, and, and market yourself more or less. Uh, that's that's probably the biggest thing, knowing people more than knowing what knowledge you have. So I'd probably say just, just work hard, network, and, and, and think will work out. Well, you know, here's something funny, Jonathan. I've had over 100 racers on the show here, and every one of them says those three words. And we've gone through this whole interview, and you hadn't said them. And I thought, gosh, this is going to be the first racer who doesn't say, never give up. But there it was, again. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's part of in racer's blood. You cannot give up because it's a very hard career to be successful in. So I'm so happy to hear those words come out of your mouth. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and your career? Uh, you could check me out on my website at jonathankodick.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Jonathan Kodak or at Facebook at Jonathan Kodak Racing. There you go. Well, listeners, again, I'll put all these links on Jonathan's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Check it out. Watch this young man progress through his racing career. Very impressive. It's been very fun. I appreciate you taking some time out of your racing week here to talk with me and to the Cars Yow listeners, I want to thank you for being so generous with your time and expertise and sharing your story. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.